0: by people. My name is Una. My name is Andrea. And this, are you sure? (laughs) And this this
1: is United United Ireland. Ireland. (laughs) Every week on United Ireland, we go under the hood of issues in Ireland beyond the headlines, bringing you smart people who know what they're talking about. This week, we are Macaulay Colcott. It is Christmas
0: week. We are bringing you our festive cheer with a bumper episode of Christmas Fave Bits. Think of us filling a stocking with all the great stuff because that's right. It's the United Ireland Stocking Filler. We had a great reaction to our episode a while back about all of the good things happening
1: in Dublin and Ireland. So instead of leaning into panic and distress, let's lean into pleasure and treats and talk Mm. about some of the good things that are going on in Ireland And elsewhere, right now. Next week, we will be back with our
0: epic end of year episode. We'll be hosting the United Ireland Awards in podcast form, so tune in for next week for an episode that's half reeling in the years and half Oscars. I'm going to be wearing a girl dress. I know that for nothing. Same. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Happy
1: Christmas to.
0: I would. I would love to see you in a big
1: girl dress. In a big girl dress. Have you never seen the photo of me um, impersonating Panty? I was wearing a gold dress then.
0: Oh, well, there you go. There's my
1: wish come true for Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Happy Christmas to all of our Patreon supporters. Thank you so much for all of your support during this wild, wild ride to crazy town that we've been experiencing over the last while. We would absolutely love if more people signed up (gasps) to subscribe to the podcast over Christmas. It starts at just three euro a month. keep the pod going patreon.com forward slash united ireland but first it's the state of the nation
0: we've a very short state of the nation this week um because we're not talking about any crap we're only talking about good shit so here you go people are getting boosted boom get your booster correct and like people are finding it much easier to get it now because you can get it in loads of places so uh, just look at those places and get it yeah, yeah.
1: GPs yeah. back at Tesco yeah.
0: uh, <laughs> down a dark alley wherever you can find us <laughs> Get boosted. Um, pregn- My neighborhood, like WhatsApp group, is hopping with like I got a booster here. You can go to here. Blah 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 blah. So it's like it's like a, a Christmas chase. I'll
1: overlook the neighborhood WhatsApp group uh, for a second. It's a thing that I'm vehemently opposed to. Close uh, to your neighbors. <laughs> well, Did I you? I can just get close to them, IRL. I just am opposed to WhatsApp groups in general. Look, this is completely irrelevant. <laughs> um our other pregnant our other pregnant or other state of the nation is pregnant women um are getting vaccinated
0: they're just great, aren't they?
1: they're just great. <laughs> well done um get vaccinated there are walk-up things the rotunda was doing stuff um the coom had uh, an alert going out about uh city west stuff um obviously it's been very very difficult and sometimes lonely um journey for for women um uh, in their pregnancies over the past while and people having kids in a pandemic and and not experiencing like uh, all of the things that other people uh, experience when, when they um, have kids and all that kind of stuff. We know all of the stories about partners not necessarily having uh, access to the appointments and all that kind of stuff. But we also know that the vaccination rate amongst pregnant women can be quite low. Uh, comparatively. Um, So it's good that that is ramping up now and it's all about the vaccinations and the boosters and they will protect us for now. So go do it. But Una,
0: what's the point? If vaccines work, why are we still in a pandemic?
1: Well, Andrea, (laughs) uh, (laughs) we all know, we all know that this is changeable, moving goalposts and all that kind of stuff. What we do know is that uh, you're third vaccine, uh, your little booster shot offers tremendous protection. So um, it was obviously a bit chaotic with the three-way system of how to get it, but try and book yourself in if you haven't already and stay on top of it. And it'll mean uh, considering that we've already had such a brilliant vaccine take up in Ireland, that the more people who get the booster, the more people will be protected. It's not just about you, it's about everyone around you and the whole country. And we've been so amazing at uniting at times where other countries have divided. So keep that United Ireland vibe going and boost it.
0: I'd like to take credit from the podcast that has brought this unification to the country. But also, it's also good to know about your booster. If you have had COVID, you only have to wait three months now instead of six months after you've had your bout before you can get boosted. Excellent work.
1: And now it's time for our main bit Andrew, just some, you know, a festive tune of your choice. We know we wreck your head with Mariah constantly, but Andrew, just drop in your fave Christmas carol here. just one thing. For the rest of the episode it's just going to be Andrea singing that. Um, right, this is our stocking filler. It's all of the good things that are happening, all of our fave bits. Uh, it is a bumper festive selection box of non palm no oil plastic. related, and uh, no plastic, no palm oil. Um, all Uh, organic mindful chocolate
0: cacao, it's basically a cacao ceremony Um, Oh my god, fab watch our Insta live of us drinking cacao, we're going to be lighting sage too. Love, love a bit you love sage burning. I love it but I don't like do a ceremony on Instagram for everyone to watch me doing it. Well I mean uh, the night is young Andrea.
1: Okay, first up in our fave bits, uh, the 25 million euro basic income scheme for artists is getting up and running early next year. There was already a forum, um, uh, socially distanced, of course, now an online forum <laughs> uh, with uh, <laughs> the, mi- the COVID jokes are so funny now. Aren't they? The minister and, and uh, the pilot scheme that they're going to be launching. This um, could be a game changer. Uh, will hopefully keep more artists in the country, encourage more people to follow their creative dreams and give financial support and a safety net to people um, who are making good, creative stuff in their lives. So that is a fave bit. It is an excellent thing and a sizable chunk uh, in the stocking filler.
0: That is stunning. Also stunning is how stunning Dunning. I don't want to use that word. How amazing Irish sportswomen are doing this year. They're having an epic year. In the uh, Tenio um, report on who people's favorite athletes were, they were all the top three um, were all women which I don't think in my lifetime that's ever happened before it's been just amazing and everyone from Rachel Blackmore
1: to Kelly Harrington all the athletes in between the women's rugby players fighting their fight for equality it's just well, I mean. across the board it's just been amazing and actually shout out to um, Maliki Clerken in the Irish Times who's been um, doing really good uh, reporting work on women women athletes as well and um, the Times had a supplement on that recently so woohoo Go everyone. Medals and trophies for all. Literally. i, I meant to. <laughs> Who? <laughs> what? <laughs> um, another uh, fave bit and something to pop in the stocking filler from now and beyond is the growing conversation around the need for outdoor cultural venues. Uh, I wrote about it this week in the Irish Times. Obviously, I've been flat out writing about it for the last two years. Um, Emmett Scanlon, the architect, had a really good um, thread on Twitter.
0: Uh, I have to say... This is a bit of a love letter. I'm obsessed with Scanlon. He, he He's smart. so wise and smart and also funny and very nice. His thread on Twitter that was um, showing examples of cultural uh,
1: spaces that have been built or kind of conceived of during the pandemic is really, really interesting. And there's great kind of um, illustrations and, and, you know, you can really see how the design can work. Everything from outdoor cultural venues to outdoor um uh, I think he had one of of uh, kind of a, an outdoor church type thing uh, that happened for um for Easter somewhere in South America, I
0: can't remember. Um and also church? I saw the coolest club in Dubai that was made out of shipping containers. Yes. Well, that's a that's another kind of church. Um
1: And also shout out to Ray Moore's Culture Castle, which was a project that was going ahead, but got shelved. And you just kind of have to look at the potential that we have um, and the enthusiasm that people would have for these kind of temporary or kind of half temporary uh, outdoor cultural spaces being built. This is a topic I think that's going to grow and grow and grow as we realise that we really have to kind of. Uh, look at alternatives um, for for pleasure and well being and art and all that kind of stuff and the need to plan for outdoor living in a really in a real way and in a in a really creative way I suppose for next year. So it's good that that conversation is ongoing and also, as Emmett points out, you know this stuff doesn't cost you know a tremendous amount and he's suggesting as well that local authorities. Um, are are given kind of a million euro funding for outdoor venues and if you had kind of 31 new outdoor
0: cultural spaces in the country, wouldn't that be amazing? That would be amazing and you say like planning for next year but it's actually not really just for next year, we are going to change the way we live and I saw someone tweeted the other day um, when you hear, oh sure when the pandemic is over, that's just the same as hearing when Mayo bring the cup home. Mm. Well, maybe they'll, maybe maybe that'll be next year. Maybe. Um, um Adele's coffee, Adele Coffee's, Adele's coffee, Adele Coffee's upcoming book Breaking Points is coming out. She's a very lovely woman. Used to work in the Tribune, correct? Correct, yeah. Um,
1: Adele is just an amazing writer and her um, Debut novel, Breaking Point, is getting a massive buzz uh, before it's been published. It's out on January 20th um, and it's just like, it's just so great to see somebody who's a really good writer, who has done loads of different things, um, getting this amount of credit for her work and it's a book that I'm hugely excited about and, you know, we it has been such an amazing decade really for... Um, Younger Irish writers, older Irish writers, uh, women Irish writers—you know—in this massive kind of boom of literature around uh, books that women are writing as well in Ireland. So, add breaking point to your list. Adele is an absolute boss as well. So, uh, why
0: are you excited about the book? Have you read it?
1: I haven't read it yet, but I—I I, it just sounds really amazing. It's about like the the plot of it about this uh, um, a woman where something kind of mad happens in terms of her own uh, breaking point and i've just been getting much more into um thrillers of late uh and there was a massive kind of uh, auction for um the rights to publish this book um and so it just feels like it's it's going to be one that's going to land really well and she was also listed recently in I can't remember what publication it was, but basically in this like list of kind of Europeans who are going to have a really big year next year. So I'm just particularly delighted for her because Adele has always been an amazing writer. Um, uh, she's also an amazing broadcaster. She was a DJ on Phantom for ages. And I just have a lot of love for her. Uh, writing style and for um, the person that she is so I'm just really excited that she's getting her dues with this massive buzz that's happening around the novel we yeah,
0: yeah. love to see it love to no, see it, it um, very exciting for the Tweed Project their new collection was featured in the Financial Times How to Spend It I am allergic to that magazine's name. Like, it literally makes me gag. And <laughs> like, every time I'm, I'm like, oh, that's brilliant. Someone's in it. And then I'm like, ugh, it's so violent. How to spend it? I know, what? but it oh.
1: is. so Often there can be kind of like ironies in it if they're putting in kind of ridiculous stuff. But it nevertheless, it is one of those, um, you know, whatever you want to call it, outlets where uh, can give, um,
0: very... It can change the direction of a of a brand or people who are making shit. Yeah,
1: it can give people massive platform and spotlight yeah. on their work and the Tweed Project um, in Galway have always been doing amazing stuff sourcing their Tweed from Donegal a lot of the time and their new yeah. project is um, their new collection is very different to their previous stuff, it's like all these really vibrant colours, yeah. yellow and, and red and it's called Are We Out of the Woods Yet uh, is the name of the collection and I just think it's deadly for um, you know, them to be getting such uh massive international coverage,
0: they also wear the Irish Chattler Women of the Year in fashion this year. There you go. Is this me next? It is me yes. next.
1: <laughs> um, one of the things that our five bits uh have been the toy drives for um children and young people in direct provision over the past while from loads of different independent businesses and entities have been um, collecting toys and asking people for vouchers and all that kind of stuff, from Bohemians FC to Panty Bar to High Roller Skate Shop and so many other people around the country who are still connected to the injustice of uh, direct provision. It's very difficult to make an institution that is inherently wrong and inhumane and cruel, you know, quote unquote, better. But I do think that this... Um, generosity uh, that people show is kind of an access point that people have to trying to ensure that children in direct provision are not left behind and as we know uh, thanks in part to the Green Party's um, instruction, I guess, in the program for government, but more importantly, thanks to the advocates and campaigners in direct provision themselves and the people who've orientated around them in terms of their campaigning to end direct provision once and for all, that is also progressing too slowly, but it is progressing. Um, And hopefully that uh, cruel institution will be smashed forever next year and we can have something much more um, kind and fair and humane in place uh, for people who are making difficult journeys to this country to try and get away from really, really awful situations. Um, so big up everyone who has been uh, organising, contributing to and distributing uh, toys for children, in direct provision, well done.
0: Um, which leads us very nicely on to the fact that there is going to be a visa amnesty for people living in Ireland this year, next year. is it next. It's next year, isn't it? Uh, I think so yeah opportunity in 2022 Uh, yeah yeah and I think that like one of the
1: reasons that I thought that was really good initiative um, first of all that the um, people campaigning for it have been doing so for over a decade I think it's about 12 years that people are campaigning um, for this this scheme uh, for people who don't have permission to reside in Ireland technically or who are quote unquote undocumented and so on and I just feel like that that uh, effort the Department of Justice to to regularise that um, is such a game changer for people and I think, you know, it sends a message from Ireland at a point where there's some awful um, situations with regards to various migrant crises around the world that we're actually saying, you know, no, it's okay you know, you can be safe here and you can can have security here and we'll take this massive um, threat, you know, that's been hanging over you away. So I just think that that's a really positive thing that Ireland did this year and it would be great if it, if other con- countries followed suit and if it in fact got more attention and I hopefully it goes well for everyone and just gives people peace of mind and security. So it's a fave bit in the stocking.
0: Also a fave bit, the public consultation on licensing laws is currently open. Uh, you have till the 21st of January to fill that in. If you don't fill that in, you never come to us moaning about the fact that you can't buy wine after 10 or that you have to go home and have to or not um there are loads of places where you can get information on what you might want to put in there and um, maybe things you haven't thought about um we did a, an episode give us a matter doing a lot of stuff you can go to their social media um and yeah take the time to sit down and do this Christmas, write your letter to the government and ask them to fill your stocking with better licensing laws. Excellent. Another fave bit is
1: um, Niallor 9's top tracks from 2021 on his website uh, are always a buzz. Um, He gets loads of great people to contribute and it's just a treasure trove of deadly tunes from 2021 and you know when you haven't been going to that many gigs or you know, your radio listening uh, has been primarily shouting at various politicians where your Spotify algorithm is completely whack. This is a really, really good resource to find out some tunes and albums that you may have missed and also to kind of uh, get some little hidden gems there. He has a great playlist as well, I think, of the top 100 Irish tracks this year. So subscribe to Nylar's Patreon and check out his website and just like have a little bop to some great, great music. It's been such a brilliant music release this year.
0: Deserved. Um, and just like that was brilliant to be back. We did a, a lovely episode of our Sunday Soothe where we discussed the, our thoughts and feelings on the return of just like that. Uh, well, not the return its appearance but the return of the sex and the city characters um, we have a lot of thoughts, everyone has a lot of thoughts uh, but there's a lot of good things, there's a few bad things I'm not sure how I feel about Shay going forward but uh, the fact that it's here is comforting and gives us something to talk about and there's a new episode
1: tomorrow yay! It's really good I just love the turn that they've taken
0: in terms of the tone of the show and stuff um I like the tone But I think it's also A bit too much Not too much I just am like You can do that Without being so like I'm just going to Lay it out here True It's just a bit like Like As my sister said And she's very wise She's like Oh for fuck's sake Like she only watched it Last night She's like like I get those messages in there, but like at least in Grey's Anatomy, you kind of discover the message yourself. They're literally ramming it down your throat, and then just like that. Yeah, I think that's intentional, though. But remember, Andrea, it's one of our fave bits in the stocking. Yeah, true, obviously, you can love and hate something at the same time. True. Um, two things can exist at the same time, <laughs> in it, <don't> you it <laughs>
1: Um, the Sinead O'Connor documentary, nothing compares. This is the debut feature documentary from Catherine Ferguson, is premiering at Sundance in January. It's having its world premiere. I'm so excited about this doc. Um, it's getting a lot of a lot of hearing, a lot of good mu- the mood mu- music around the documentary is very good, very positive. Uh, but uh, it's kind of mad, like having just finished the get back documentary in the Beatles like how do you make a documentary on these massive artists that so I'm really intrigued um, about this so it's called Nothing Compares World premiere at Sundance in January and hopefully we'll be able to see it in cinemas next year
0: where did they get the name? <laughs> 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 right <laughs> The upcoming release of Jayla's new rom-com, Marry Me. I know we all have the 11th of February marked in our calendars because I do. Oh, my God. Buzzing. Did you just say like, the 11th of February, March? The 11th of February marked in our oh, calendars. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> it's like <laughs> lousy <See>? March weather. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there's nothing more we need to say about that. We're all fucking buzzing. Correct. 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 Um.
1: Speaking of films, uh, the Irish acting talent um, that was nominated for the Golden Globes. Now, of course, we know all of the hoo-ha around the Golden Globes. Um, Not the most popular award ceremony in the world at the moment. Um, Oh, there's just been various controversies about its voting and representation and diversity and things like that. And uh, the narrow parameters around how people nominate anyway, blah, blah, blah but leaving that aside um it's like when you read through the list like it is really really amazing how well irish acting talent is o- always not always but often celebrated in on these like massive you know ugh, you know these massive kind of like award platformy type things um so amongst the nominees are katrina balf one of the finest people ever uh, Kieran Hines, Jamie Dornan, Ruth Negga and Belfast, um uh Kenneth Branagh's new film, uh got seven nominations. Um Belfast is like the favorite to, to they're an early favorite to win Best Picture at the Oscars. Um, which if that Whoa. which if that happened, uh would be the first Irish film to do so.
0: Um, um do you know who else has a film out that we need to talk about that I actually will come back to. Okay. Um, So now won the uh, Oscar, the Irishman. Benjamin Cleary is it? His feature is out. Swan
1: Song, yeah. There was a really great interview uh, with him um, that uh, Tara did in uh, the Irish Times because he won the the, um, best best Oscar for live action short Stutterer a few years ago. And like the interview is just really interesting. He just seems so down to earth. Like he's saying when he was like basically got nominated for a stutterer, he was sleeping on friends' couches and like working in a burger joint in uh, London and, you know, was, was smashed and then basically kind of ends up at the Oscars walking up, walking up, you know, to the stage. Um. So, yeah. And then it, it, yeah, his debut feature, Swan Song, with... Um, Loads of amazing people in a Marseille alley yeah. and stuff. Uh, so, yeah, big up Irish film talent and very, very excited to see the journey that
0: Belfast is going to go on. Amy O'Connor's Twitter list of all the heartwarming good things that have happened this year uh, is always worth uh, a look. She literally gets hounded for the whole of December. <laughs> like, when is your list coming out? Come on, when is your list coming out, Amy? <laughs> I really, really enjoyed
1: it. And even though when this particular item on our list happened, I just could not stop watching it again and again and again and again. The I am not a cat Zoom call (laughs) is still so good. The moment the little kitten's eyes look to the side. (laughs) <laughs> I just ended up watching it like a million times more and also the video of people putting Mentos and bottles of coke in a car oh yes lols
0: As that leads us quite beautifully onto the video of the woman with the cat on the flight breastfeeding her uh, the hairless cat oh the yeah. hairless cat breastfeeding and then there's
1: also the the video of the woman with the lynx which is stage. that's a reenactment of the story right okay yeah yeah Um, all good content, all good content. I mean, I think the, the surge in, um, commercial aircraft related viral content, it's been a good year for that. That's happened. Um, sometimes very bad and disturbing, sometimes very amusing. Um, so another fave bit, uh, is another, massive thing that's going to be happening in 2022 which is the television adaptation of Conversations with Friends Uh, BBC has just released a photo of the actor Alison Oliver as Frances Sasha Lane is playing Bobby Um, also a lovely person met her once in Los Angeles very sweet Um, and uh, that's going to be massive obviously Uh, another uh, production from Element, of course, it's the adaptation of Sally Rooney's blockbuster novel. And Marco Halloran is one of the writers, as is Alice Birch, who wrote um, Normal People with Sally Rooney. And just super excited for that. would imagine it'd be quite early uh, 2022 because it, it it's all done. Started
0: the promo train.
1: <laughs> Choo-choo, all
0: aboard the promo train to the BAFTAs. The return of the music video, Mango and Matman's Love Letter to Dublin, came out yesterday. Have a look at that. It's a VG video with a little storyline in it. We don't get storylines in videos anymore. Gorgeous.
1: You're going to take these next two, Andre, because they're totally yours.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but I take yours sometime and I like wing it. I'm like, yes. So uh, this is really cool because I think that's a great book.
1: Please, please. Okay. Well. Okay. So the next uh, five-bit stocking filler is the fact that the Food Network exists. As someone without a television uh, and who doesn't watch the Food Network, this is something that I really love and think is great. <laughs> Andrea, please take over.
0: Um, so as I've had COVID, I've had no appetite. So the only way that I can like salivate is over looking at food rather than eating food, um, and. It's just so meditative. Like I could watch the Food Network, and I have, for days on end. And it's just so like heartwarming. And it's a great channel if you want to like go into a kind of meditative state, um, not think about anything, but still focus on something. It's like it's like a modern day meditation. I do watch uh, Nigella's show for those purposes. Um, but I have also... Well, imagine that nonstop. All the programs are just that for like... 24. Hours. You see when I I'm a
1: big bake off fan but I also like drama and my food shows so I think I mentioned previously the one about bake on Netflix where they they pair an engineer and a baker and when they make like boats made of cake um and I just kind of start I kind of started watching that I was like you know, you just you actually like you're going to be on your deathbed like in a million years time going why did I waste all that time but I did kind of start watching that chocolate school one on netflix as well with all these chocolate ears
0: no they're trying too hard you just want people making good food
1: that this is you're you're totally
0: right you're completely right that's all you want and that's what they do i've literally watched gordon ramsay make a beef wellington the same one about seven times (laughs) (laughs) the program just keeps coming on i keep watching it like i could change the channel i'm like oh yeah duxelle yeah interesting um Pop-up clubbing is going to take
1: an interesting direction next year uh, in Ireland with Temporary Pleasure.
0: Do you want to elaborate on that, Andrea? Sure will. Uh, temporary Pleasure is a project that John Leo is behind. They've been kind of off doing loads of workshops abroad in Barcelona of how to uh, make pop-up clubbing work, um, looking at, I suppose, the the what's the word when things go together? I just have no brain. Um, union. Not the union, but like how the stepping stones of things go together and how you can make it work, profitable, safe, etc. cetera. So uh, it's taking a more serious direction. Obviously we've always been great at like finding a room, putting a rave on, but I think it's like, it's how do we build a sustainable model that can make clubbing take a more serious approach um, and be given more serious um consideration in Ireland. Gotcha. Another stocking filler.
1: This one is literally a stocking filler if you want to go and get it before Christmas. Uh, John Francis Flynn's album, I Would Not Live Always, was named the number one folk album of 2021 by The Guardian. It is also absolutely one of my albums of the year. It is just a brilliant, compelling piece of work. Uh, He's an amazing artist. He was central to the um, people, power movement around the cobblestone And uh, it's just like, obviously, you know, we've been in this kind of Irish folk revival for a while, if that's what you want to call it. And just a general boom in in really amazing uh, Irish music. Uh, But it's uh, just a brilliant album and I'm constantly bowled over by the amazing records that are coming out of this country. So um, big up. Great to see it getting the recognition internationally that it deserves.
0: Some great news, good election outcomes. The Tories lost their by-election to the Lib Dems. And Chile's new president, Gabriel Boric, has taken a stand, which means that all of Latin America now has voted left. um, And it's a very interesting trend to watch. Very good for the LGBT community, um, but especially good for the left-leaning normalers of the world.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and just really interesting to see, like, these... uh... Like younger kind of leaders, leader leaders coming to power, um, hopefully using power for good. And uh, I like his um, whatever that that quote is from him on neoliberalism. That Chile was the birth of neoliberalism, yeah. and it also will be its graveyard. I'm like, yes, yeah. tear it down. Goodbye. My nice quote. <laughs> That's your <Insta> quote. <laughs> this was like a yeah. sunset behind it, You know, <laughs> yeah, it actually was. Um, so. Yeah, like good things are happening. Do not despair. Good things are happening. What, like what else, Andrea?
0: Like the Golden Girls is on Kahar every day. Winning. Like that, that is a very good thing. And I think if more people tuned into to the, the wit and wisdom of the Golden Girls, our world would be a better place. It was, was like how I used to feel of like world leaders, like uh, what's his name? The orange one. Trump. Trump uh, did yoga every day. I thought what? his mindset hadn't changed. If he did yoga every day... Oh my God, day- I thought
1: you said Donald Trump did yoga every day. I was like, that's yeah. a fucking terrible advertisement for yoga.
0: I feel like if he did yoga every day, he would be a different person. And I feel like if everyone watches the girls and girls every day, they'll be different people. Cool.
1: <laughs> um, nature is still coming up with the goods is our fave bit here. You can guess you wrote that one. Um, but winter solstice you know when I think that more people are tuning into the light to the Celtic calendar to these really important points of the year and are giving us a different kind of rhythm and I've really noticed that uh in October I was on a very early morning tip so I was getting up at like six half six every morning (laughs) and then (laughs) and um and then what I, What this is, this goes to show how like I feel like I'm in tune with things, but sometimes I'm not. Um, so I was maybe like half six or whatever, getting up, doing my bit, still a little bit dark or whatever. But my body became totally in tune with it. Then when November and December landed in, I was struggling to get up more. And I'm like I was saying to Sarah, like, what's wrong with me? Like, why? Well, I'm sleeping enough, but I can't get up early. And she's like, it's just the light. The light is changing and your body is responding to that because I haven't been in the rhythm, the artificial rhythm of work quote-unquote over the past couple of years because things have been so up in the air so having that different rhythm that really is linked to the seasons linked to the light and allowing your body and your circadian rhythm to respond to what is natural and not as what is imposed or you know the industrialized rhythm or whatever has been really helpful and I it's so interesting to me and I think it's part of the broader Celtic revival that we're in that people are tuning so much more into those moments throughout the year, be it sound or the solstices or in bulk and those kind of things and of course the passing of the winter solstice and the illumination of uh, Newgrange
0: etc. means the day. Brighter days are coming Brighter days are coming, literally My version of Newgrange is <laughs> <laughs> What is this going to be?
1: What is it going to be, Andrea? What is it?
0: <laughs> my version of Grange is my disco ball on my stairs because the sun is obviously at different heights mm. throughout the year. So at the moment, it's getting much lower. So the, the light that it's casting is much wider. Um, so it actually feels like I have my own new grains with the different levels of light that enter my disco ball.
1: Amazing. I think you've also just invented uh, a new kind of uh,
0: sundial. Oh my gosh, I have. And like the the colour changes all the, like it goes golden instead of white as the winter days are going on. So true. It's fascinating to watch the, the disco ball light. Um, I'm not really into disco balls. I never mention them or put them anywhere. <laughs> so it's kind of weird that I'd be into it's that. It's only
1: the absolutely gigantic one in your gaff, which I love so much. That's brilliant. But I do think you're onto something there about um, sundials for... In disco ball form. Okay, if you're listening to this and you happen to be some kind of clock maker, um, please do not steal this idea. Um, I am doing the, you know, when people do those. United uh, Ireland, new merch. <laughs> it's the disco ball sundial. Just 4,000 <laughs> <They are>. euros. <laughs> um, if you would like us to go into production next year uh, with a Swiss company of your choice on uh, disco ball sundials, um, we are accepting seed capital. We are very open to any um, time related venture capitalists out there who want to fill our stocking with money so we can embark on the prototype of this thing that we've just invented.
0: But we don't want to give them anything back.
1: Yes. Uh, the money must be free uh, without. Altruistic.
0: It's all about altruists. Yeah,
1: totally without um, any conditions. Bringing light to the world. Okay cool so now that we've um, finished that little um, the little incubator um, of 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 our new um, new product uh, we shall move
0: so if on Anyone wondered how our uh, development meetings go? <laughs> <laughs> what will we do with the pot? Okay, I've got it. (laughs) Um, here is
1: a fave bit, a new scheme um, that allows farmers to plant up to one hectare of native trees without the need for a forestry license. Also, what do you need a fucking forestry license for?
0: Oh my God, I'm so glad you reacted like that because I was like, that's brilliant. And then I was like, fuck off, you just need a license so you can make money, you pricks. Yeah. But anyway, it's a favourite because that is great. Because native trees up to one hectare with no forestry license.
1: I want to make 2022 the year of the broadleaf tree.
0: Great. So done, <laughs>
1: done, and done. Just do a little. I dream of genie um, face there and thing nose thing. Well,
0: things like that are if you decide. So you've decided it. So it's done. Cool. That's like instead of I was this really interesting quote it was like. Oh, you know, my memory, it was something along the lines of once you make the decision, that's the reality. So we need more people who are make who are not just dreamers, but who are reality makers. Awesome. Into it. Um, What is this next one here, Andrea? Speaking of sun. um, Anyone with a solar power will now be paid for any energy they export to the grid. Oh, yeah. <gasps> Oh, my God. And also on that note. So that's brilliant because obviously we're having an energy crisis. So if people are making energy from their houses, it's good that they're being paid to put it back into the grid. But also go on Airgrid who have put uh, a stop to any development of uh, data centres in the Dublin region Yes, now what ha- What? Yeah, they can't go on to the grid Yeah, so
1: they can't, any new ones seeking new planning cannot, won't be connected to the grid, uh, obviously there's loads already in planning and there's loads already that have been developed on the QT uh, so, but that is an interesting move, they must be really freaked about the impact that it will have on, on the
0: grid Five bits, five bits, five bits Five bits so that's. We're not going to, I of hiring shortages. <laughs> but that is good. That's great. There's an end to any more being added to the grid. Has anybody considered. Um-
1: Solar power fragmentation. If you put massive disco balls everywhere, right? And then you wouldn't just be getting one ray of sunlight into a solar cell. You'd just be having all this disco ball sparkle going into all of them. How about that? What a world. Hang it from the spire. Or mirror the spire and turn it into a massive
0: disco needle. Oh my God. It is time. Let's start a campaign. I think, what, what are those things like a uplift or something? Yeah, change.org <laughs> and an uplift and a constitutional challenge somehow, we'll just fit that in the mix. Um, On disco balls, I kind of want to say this. A disco ball is hundreds of pieces of broken glass put together to make a magical ball of light. You aren't broken. You're a disco ball. Thank you. Gorge. Gorge.
1: Um, Saint Sister their song Manchester Air was included in Bob Boylan from NPR who created uh, the Tiny Desk uh, series and also all songs considered in his uh, top 10 songs of the year go on Saint Sister We Love you. also their album was so
0: good Um, that is so huge isn't yeah. it because like Tiny Desk is like the coolest thing in the world apart from other voices yeah um you can take that
1: one. um see how i just do it straight away and don't 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 make it's sure. it. okay <laughs> um God, you're doing your own point <laughs> so after many 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 years of campaigning uh, a lot of it happening in the background a lot of it not breaking into the mainstream a lot of people not really caring uh things are finally changing with regards to the ban on men who have sex with the man uh, donating blood uh The deferral period will be moving from 12 months to four and hopefully this will just open up, you know, A, stop the discrimination and B, allow people who want to donate blood to donate blood. Um, And it'll also mean, I don't know, maybe I should, everybody's always given out to me about this position, but I'm going to say it anyway. I don't donate blood because of the ban and, um, Anytime I've discussed this with my friends, they're like, that's so counterproductive. You know, it's not about you. It's not about, uh, you know, it's about the people who need the blood or whatever. But I don't. And I won't be donating blood uh, uh, until um, this goes because it's just a personal personal stance that I have. So um, I don't know if other people feel that that's the right thing to do, but it was a, a personal decision. I've always felt very resentful, um, on behalf of my, um, gay and bisexual male friends, uh, that they've had to have that piece of discrimination hanging over them as if it was normal. And, uh, hopefully it'll, it'll be going now and next year and just have less discrimination and end that, uh, thing that that's just inherently homophobic. So
0: that's good news. Especially homophobic given that we import British blood where, um, Gay men are uh, able to donate uh, freely. So we're, yeah. we're importing it, and but then we're actually outlawing it in our own country, so it makes absolutely no sense. I like this next five well, bit. I'm else that it doesn't make sense of totally, it. Totally, yeah. I like this next five bit that you have. <laughs> it's now acceptable to drink Bailey's for breakfast at the moment. Correct. My sister got uh, these chocolate Weedabix and has her bottle of Bailey's for Christmas morning, and um, because she's going to try. Christmas milk on her cereal for the first time. Is is Christmas milk just Bailey's though? Yeah. <laughs> so th-
1: that's amazing. I've never heard it called Christmas milk before. Not? No, <laughs> Bailey's Christmas milk. <laughs> um, I do love, I do love Bailey's. Like I just really love Bailey's. Like I really love it.
0: Love it. Now I'm go- I'm I'm looking to not drink for the next three months. <laughs> But I have a very well-stocked Baileys cabinet at the moment. So Christmas is going to be delicious. And speaking of that, our final... Oh, also, can I throw in Go on. Dubliner whiskey, honeycomb liqueur in a hot whiskey? Oh. Jesus Christ above. We should have done like a whole Christmas
1: cocktail segment because Brandy and Baileys is one as well. That's good.
0: We'll start with this. You know, this season doesn't end for a while. We still have time in it. Stand by, listeners. (laughs) Um, And finally, our final fave
1: bit is we know that there's an air of uncertainty, of panic, of worry, of fear, all those things. But it is nearly Christmas. People are taking precautions. Um, It definitely feels like we've learned an awful lot and gained wisdom through this time and know what to do right and so our fave bit is that even in this time of difficulty it isn't as restricted as it was uh last year when people were being told like not to come home or not to travel to different counties and stuff like that and so
0: a lot more people though
1: aren't going home this year yeah well that's because they all test positive in the uk (laughs) Uh, just fucking shout out to anyone who is is stuck where they didn't plan to be over Christmas. Uh, whether you're isolating, whether you tested positive, whether you weren't able to come home, I'm I'm just really sorry for you. It's like to be honest, it, it really sucks. It's not ideal at all. And but
0: remember, it's just dinner. Yeah,
1: but we're sending anyone in any of those kinds of situations loads and loads of love and solidarity um, because it's not not a plan that is very enjoyable to have to enact for yourself but in doing so you're protecting your family and friends and your communities and your countries and everyone around you so well done for taking the responsible actions even though it sucks at times but our fave bit is it's nearly christmas so wherever you are whether you're in a room on your own or whether you're trying to get home whether you're with your family or your pals um Wherever you are in the world, we've been looking at the stats all year and it's just amazing the amount of people from different countries who are listening to this podcast. We love you loads. We're going to get through this next bit. next bit. Keep the faith and happy Christmas.
0: This week's Chin Chicken well, Tell us. It's not a really, well it is a and chicken round but it's a Christmassy one Eva Cassidy, Songbird I've been Una Malali. I've been Andrea Horan This has been United Ireland And that was the United Ireland Stocking Fillet Happy
1: Christmas everyone
0: Have a great Christmas
1: Four. the sun.